Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Jenny G. Cousins, and this is Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. Now, I'm on a lot of different platforms. You can find me out there. There's different links below, but subscribe to my channel in order to get new video contents. There's a lot of content coming out weekly on my channel and it's building with a lot more events coming up, which you're going to be notified about. So you can follow me on social media. Look up Jenny Cousins. I'm everywhere. Jenny G, Soul to Soul Connections, all my columns and everything and so on. So today I have a really exciting guest and some of you are going to know who this exciting guest is. So because he has quite the extensive resume, oh my goodness sakes, I'm going to ask him to give a little bit of his rundown. And then I'm going to ask him some questions. So please welcome my guest, Pat Savage from the hit television series, The Savage Roads. And also he's a famous known musician. So Pat, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to interview you. I know you're such a busy guy. And you are a busy girl, and it's so nice to meet you at last. I've uh, followed you, seen some of your shows and podcasts, and and uh, I'm here. You're uh, excellent, and you're you're doing well. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So now, can you give our viewers a rundown, just like a short rundown, pretty much, of who you are? I wish I had a guitar. I was born in the crossfire hurricane. My dad was a musician. He played a lot of instruments. Uh, my uh, mom's family, Irish, were all singers, choir singers. So I grew up just totally immersed in music. I, my, when my sister was born, she was two. And I sat on my uh, dad's knee with his guitar. And we did Big Bad John. And we did a uh, Young Love, First Love. Like, I was two, right? And so always in choir. Uh, always in the band, always in the, uh, acting. Although I just, I was in every school play from, I was in Catholic school. So, you know, they had more of a budget for all these things back in those days, back in the old times. And uh, yeah, so I always been on the stage doing something mostly to make my mom laugh. Uh, we had a kind of dramatic life with my father and very intense so this was the uh, escape from the pain and the misery and all the hard stuff that, you know. So that's what I kind of do on stage, make people happy, <laughs> make them smile. 50,000, 100,000, I don't know, it depends how big it is. It's harder when it's bigger, but when you get it going, it's great. And um, and now I, uh, I'm back to when I was seven years old, wanting to, I, I, my grandfather gave me this Panaflex camera. And it's a similar story to Scorsese's. He, I think he was seven or eight, and his uh, grandfather or his father gave him a Panaflex camera. It's very old, simple, but a Hollywood camera. So here I am, seven. I can barely, and I also got a 68 Nikon uh, camera. Uh, you know, like a big, it was like a tank for a seven-year-old, right? So, uh, so I, uh, so I was in the creative side too. Um, I was always drawing, painting, um, since I remember. Uh, cartoons mostly not so much people but like scenery and cartoons and animated things so i had gift in that area as well and uh that comes from my father's side and my mom's side irish and bavarian austrian bavarian they're quite uh oh, i don't know <laughs> bravado whatever it is and then um 
And then I into my teens, the music took over, and I did a stint with the Doobie Brothers. Well, splintered with the Doobie Brothers. Not all of them were in, some were in rehab, and was in and out of rehab. And yeah, so it was more of a sideman. And and Eddie Money and a bunch of other bands and the other. Uh, and, but I'm not dropping names. That's not why I'm here. But um, a lot of people, you're gonna read it on my, on my website. And uh, yeah, now I'm full circle, and uh, I hope this has covered everything pretty much. Um, yeah, now I'm doing the TV show, The Savage Roads, where I go, how old is this pyramid? And what are we drinking and eating? And it's not like biker, biker, hey, you know, uh, Sons of Anarchy or or America Chopper. Well, my dad. No, it's this is like like travel and music and art and friendships and brotherhood. And what does it mean to be in a club? And oh, yeah, it's getting it. Well, you'll see soon. The Greek episode is the best of the three. Spain. We shot Spain, we shot, well, we shot Italy, and then came the pandemic. Okay, so that gave me a couple of years to explore and actually opened a lot of doors. A lot of executives are sitting in their uh, undershorts with their families and children at home, right, when the first pandemic hit. So they hit the Zoom, they hit the Skype, they hit the, you know what I mean? You, you The playing field is really leveled. This sounds odd, but in the COVID, all the negative things that happened, and a lot of people are dying. Let's not even go there. But on a, on a level of um, you don't have to go to L.A., you don't have to set up a meeting with Joe, a uh, record producer, or somebody's office, and you've you know, you got a half an hour to do your pitch and blah, blah, blah. No, you got him on, on Zoom in his underpants with his wife in the kitchen and the kids are at home, and this is a corporate executive guy. So that's what I that's what happened to me anyway. It was really lovely. So, But I have a reputation already. So anyway, that's so about what, it. Uh, I'm up to date. I, anything else you'd like to know? Um, so what season are you on with your show? Isn't this season number two you're working on? This is just, no, no, no. This is just the beginning. Okay. Um, yeah, no, no, I, nothing signed. We've been, you know, we worked, it started out with, uh, before the pandemic, it started out with um, Travel Channel. They wanted it, but they wanted all the music royalties. They wanted all the merchandise. They wanted all, you know, but you'll be famous. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, sorry. So as the streaming took over, like I said, they don't pay so much. I don't know how much it is in the 20,000, 30,000. I really don't know. The lawyers will do all that. But the, uh, uh oh, shut up. <laughs> but the, um, uh, I'm not really interested in all that. I'm interested in showing the family, the 99% of us, you, me, whoever, that enjoys not just Harleys, but traveling by motorcycle and, not the stereotypical hmm. one percenter let's just call them that without dropping any names and they so love what, my like, music too like what is your show about right so somebody wanted it's to about me, like when your show savage. comes out uh, yeah well basically it's about my travels around the world i've been doing it so long i was started by writing it for thunder press and a bunch of big magazines uh you can find if you just google pat savage you can literally drink a six pack and just keep going and going and yeah, yeah there's i do it once a month i'll go and i'll see oh there's an interview i missed right somewhere in some <laughs> some country i forgot about guatemala or a concert in somewhere so uh but that's toned down now that because of pandemic we lost a big world tour our biggest actually and uh, then the next year we lost another yeah i won't even mention numbers but it was a lot of money so uh we all yeah we all worked on different things. I kept working on the show because luckily I had some bank and I had to help my twin daughters in Canada. Dad, we lost our jobs. Okay, how much is your rent? 
luckily it was Canadian, eh? You know, yeah, like me. yeah. Because the Euro is, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, let's not even talk about that. But anyways, yeah. yeah. So, so, mm -hmm. so when did you start Lead writing? Like, when did you start writing for Harley? Writing? Well, the story goes, it's a legendary story, and I'll keep it short. Um, the story goes that my dad took my mom down to Toronto on Cherry Beach, and it's a kind of a, back in the late 50s, this was this would have been 58, on his Harley, a 55 panhead. He always tells me that. And they had made love on the panhead, and then police came just after the copulation was done. And like nine months to the day, yours truly popped out. So I was literally conceived on a Harley. And they say, that's not a true story. That's just a publicist's dream. I said, no, 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 talk, ask my mom, you know, ask my dad. But now they're both past, so I can't really, yeah. I can't really, uh, <laughs> you know, you just have to take my word for it. That's what they, that's what they, that's what they told me. So literally, yeah, born on a Harley. And, uh, but I'm not, but I'm not atypical. And like I said, I'm a Buddhist. I'm not uh been through yeah. a hell of a life. My book is coming out with the, after the show is out, uh, season one. Then I'll put my book out. So you want to sing the blues, mm -hmm. and it's much more personal. Uh, the tragedy I saw, the things I went through as a child, and everything, and I won't even talk about here. That mm -hmm. gave me the blues. The guy where I got the edge, where I got the intention and yeah. the strength. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, because you've traveled, like you've tr literally traveled, like so many different countries out of all the countries and like locations that you've traveled to where do you have like a favorite like town or country mm, that's or a good one because i was looking at all these places I, I by far and there's the two simple... places there's one place for me yeah, yeah. where you've been to that stands out more than any others yeah that, like your top i'd have to say top five i couldn't say just the top okay one. top I five i usually keep i usually keep before the pandemic i always had three or four residences that i could pop into you know and my friends mostly took advantage of them all while i was traveling but um but uh i really love amsterdam not because of the weed or anything uh but because of the general splendor of the place uh the mixed races everybody's cool cops don't carry guns the crime rate is like zero i mean other than the the junkies uh, steal bicycles and people give them 10 bucks so they can get a hit and then the police take the bicycle and you know it's a kind of accepted tolerance or i don't know how to explain that one but anyways i spent 17 years there with my band who are dutch girl drummer baukia she's amazing she rides harley too peter rides um, uh, ducati and he's um, croatian italian sudanese <laughs> on the bass uh, he's just yeah he's badass on the bass and we're a trio and for a long time we had um jacqueline another dutch girl who played uh, keyboards and sax and uh but that's another story <laughs> more personal uh, story in that one yeah the relationship that was shouldn't have happened but did and then the manager said you know what you got to get rid of that sax player and then a producer in norway said the same thing she's not that good man you must you must be in love with her or something i'm like uh sh sh wake up call yeah <laughs> it was very difficult so we we got rid of uh jacqueline but she got married and had children and everything's cool nice Wow. Because I noticed, like, for me, that, like, whenever I was looking at all the places you traveled, what stood out for me personally is the Himalayas. And Nepal, for me, there is a real personal. Oh, yeah. oh, Nepal. 
That's yeah, my for favorite me, place. Nepal, the Himalayas, that's for me. Yeah, I'm done with Amsterdam. That was in a, during a period of, you know, that was pre-pandemic and and yeah. I got into Spain and I love South, I love southern Spain but now that the war is going on there's like a zillion and I'm not I'm not a prejudice whatsoever in my heart of any way there's a lot of people displaced from the war Ukrainian Russian and now there's a million people in the little town where I used to love because it was about 80,000 <clears throat> so I moved to an island now I live in Greece <laughs> a mm -hmm. small island yeah it's just, yeah it's for me better to create and and have an office and a studio that's remote that i can bring our bands you know that's a whole nother story once the tv show starts generating a lot of money from the merchandise from the music from all that then we can develop the label the record label with our artists from all over the world that are sprinkled on the, throughout the episodes generating uh amazing royalties and 220 countries yeah yeah <laughs> so exactly. it's, yeah it's not like radio radio takes all your royalties yeah. here the company signed with those guys are recouping their uh their advances and stuff and more and you know you know the story of that black mm -hmm. sabbath led zeppelin whoever they've all been ripped off but mm -hmm. so not me yeah because i stayed independent because you've Go opened ahead. up for like some like some really amazing musicians like joe cocker and Leonard Skinner, B.B. King, Marshall Tucker Band, Stefan Wolf, you know, so many famous bands. Does one band stand out for you more that you enjoyed? Because, I mean, there's there's several known bands. Is there one band more specific that you enjoyed opening up for more? Like, you don't have to give all the reasons why, right? But, yeah. Um, well, for me, ultimately, as a guitar player, and kind of i spent a few, bunch of years in vancouver being a top blues guy there but i was always a little bit more on the rock side blues rock guitar player after playing in a living after midnight cover band with big hair and everything 80 81 82 i went nah, this is not for me i was 22 and my, you know i was pretty young and then i uh i met uh i'm on the way home from one of those gigs uh this is an exclusive story because i don't think i've ever told it I was walking home. I lived in the Hotel Europe in downtown Vancouver, which is like this cool iron-shaped building. And a lot of artists in there. And it's really hard to get a spot. But one of my mates was leaving town. And I was going to California in a couple months. So he just said, here, take my place for a couple months. Cut to. I'm walking home past the town pump. This bar, about a thousand-seater, well, mostly everybody's standing, concert venue. And Albert Collins is in there, the great blues master. And he's playing away, and I got my guitar on my back. And I'm walking by, and I know the doorman. Who's that, man? Oh, that's Albert Collins. Next thing I know, hey, you, come on up here. And I'm like, huh? I'm looking around, I'm like, look, and he's, yeah, you. So he saw the guitar, right? And it was the Telecaster. Changed my life forever. You're a blues man. Afterwards, we drank wine, and he just told me, you're a blues man. And you had a hard life, I can tell. And he was totally right, but I... But I was a you know white bread uh, Toronto boy you know home homeboy uh, uh, Rush of course and uh, but so many other Max Webster and I always I always always leaning towards the eclectic but anyways I hope I'm not meandering around too much I forgot the original question <laughs> sorry <laughs> no but all the bands that you opened up for my favorite um, there's been some amazing bands right too many of course to go yeah, on yeah and they're on. all was mostly... there one like one yeah. more like I mean I love Joe Cocker. You know, 
Well, I was thinking of the people who inspired me the most. And one was yeah. that Albert Collins telling me I was a blues Definitely man. And I immediately dropped the big hair and I cut my hair short and I took a totally different route. I became a top Vancouver blues act and then into the States. And then yeah, Detroit happened. And But then I met the Doobie Brothers <laughs> and yeah. I became like a acoustic, like the old Doobies. I love the early day, early stuff. And I just fell into that. I was 26. Yeah. And they, but they were, they were very volatile and very, uh, I don't want to say too much about them. Yeah. No. Once I, uh, just do <laughs> yeah, me no. for, you know, libelous. And I'm like, yes. Okay, no, never mind. <laughs> but it was, yeah. meant a lot to me because it was brought me right yeah. up into the higher uh, areas of rock and roll and had a brief uh, tache with Eddie Money and yeah, a whole bunch of people. But yeah. But um, I really like opening for, for uh, big acts because. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time they get me on guitar or they'll get, you know, they'll add us, Peter plays harmonica, so they'll get him on harp. And, you know, we're doing the biggest uh, Harley Davidson stuff in the world and rock festivals and blues festivals. So depending on the festival, yeah, um, it depends what happens. We played, we, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna brag. No, never mind. I wanted to say something. I never say anything bad about anybody. So, no, yeah, I just had a funny thought about an about a uh, blues on the farm in London when we, we, uh, we, the unknown headliner, I got his butt kicked and you know, and it wasn't on purpose, you know, it was we just did our thing and you know, we got the Dutch edge and I don't know, it's just magic. My band is really magic. So, <laughs> But so now and everything's you, changed. Yeah. Right, go on. So you're also crowned the king of biker music by the motorcycle press all over the world. Yeah, most of the magazines that know me at first it was first uh, mentioned in 100% Biker in uh, London in England because you know because I'd moved over here, signed with the Sony Berlin, Sony uh, Europe basically, but based in Berlin because I lived in Hamburg and I started out in Germany, but. Um, but yeah, I uh, I played uh, like 80, 86 countries now or 88 countries uh, specifically for Hog, Harley Owners Group, uh, Harley Davidson Club, Hog. Even did a couple of Los Angeles gigs, the big ones in England, uh, the Bulldog Bash and the one in Italy called Rolling Cows. Respectfully, we they loved us. The crowd was great. And uh and then yeah, and then proper uh, blues festivals and stuff. But but yeah. the problem is we outpriced ourselves because now well now it's all different because of the pandemic. So, but but yeah, we pretty much the pandemic pretty much killed the uh, two tours with mm-hmm. a lot of money, and uh, that's okay. You know, a lot of people yeah. lost a lot worse. Yeah, lost everything in their houses and everything. So because you started yeah. writing songs about the Harley lifestyle. Yeah. So that's why, like the mm-hmm. you were advanced with the the biker magazines and such like that. And yeah, well, the, there is a, if I can give you the story, I'll keep it Reader's Digest condensed. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I tend to be chatty patty. That's my that's my official <laughs> nickname is a chatty patty. I'm very uh, open and um, just free forming it. Um, I have no you know bullet points in front of me, so I hope that's okay. But um, I. Um, the whole biker thing sort of started with being born on, conceived on a Harley, whatever. Yeah, there's something there. And growing up riding in a sidecar and always dad and uncles and cousins and all. They were immersed in the Harley scene. But not the bad guys. You know, they were just Harley guys. My dad was an electrician, you know, not not club guys. They were all just family guys, home guys, which is what we're showing on my show. 
not club stuff. Anyways, a little bit of club stuff, but what the heck was I saying now? Please help me. Along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tired. I just flew in from England, so I'm like a little bit. Ugh. I know. I apologize. No, don't apologize. No, no, I'm always grateful. Always grateful. So I also noticed you. that you dedicated um, some of you, your music to the firefighters. Why was that? Like, how did that happen? Okay, that was when I first moved to, um, well, first I lived in, uh, the first year I lived in, I'm going to take out these uh, bracelets. Um, in uh, When I first landed there, my first gigs were in the Netherlands and Belgium, in what they call Benelux, uh, Luxembourg, Belgium, and, and uh, Netherlands. And they have a thing called the Benelux Rally, and they move it every year from those three countries around, and it's pretty big mostly European, well, mostly European bikers, but I, I went over there after after being proclaimed the uh, king of biker music at, uh, you know, Daytona and all the American ones I did around and around and around for like 10 years. I was like, okay, it's time to go somewhere else and, you know, boogie, right? I, I have to travel. So uh, I moved to Europe. I got a deal and away we went. But anyways, what was your question again, dear? I'm sorry. sorry. The firefighters. The firefighters. I noticed that oh, you yeah. did. Okay, yeah. cut two. I'm at the Harley Davidson Club Kempen. Hello, guys. If you're watching, you probably will be watching this. Harley Davidson Club Kempen. You gave me my first break. And I played for, I think it was about 12,000. Uh, uh, it's called Harley Davidson Club. Hog tends to be, in, in Norwegian, they say Hotel Og Gourmet, which means Richie Rich. You know, it's, and I'm, but I'm general. They spend their money and they buy my CDs too and they like my music and I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, um, I don't judge anybody. I don't, uh, I'm not a class warrior. <laughs> Got to, uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit tired and a little bit spacey here. Okay. Um, what was your question? About the firefighters. <laughs> the the firefighters. Hi, editor. Nice to meet you. I'm, yeah. uh, <laughs> don't so worry. Go on. It's no, no, it I know. Real, we can always, right? Yeah. It is real. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. lost my way there a little bit because I'm tired and I'm really, really hot. I'm going to turn this. I, let's see if, tell me if this makes a difference. I turned the fan off because of the sound. Yeah, don't worry. I'm a sound guy. <laughs> yeah, but I, without it on. Oh, there we go. Well, maybe I should open my door. Oh, it is open. Okay. To get a little breeze. There's just no breeze right now. So anyways, dear, go on. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so now. I'm not all jizzing with him. Yeah. It's okay. So. um. When did you score your first record deal? Um, well, uh, that would have been, that was in uh, 2003, 20 years ago, but halfway through my career. Uh, I kept it independent. We sold cassettes. Remember cassettes? I don't know if you're old enough. Yes, I do. And then Eight tracks. And, then, and albums, albums and cassettes back in those days made uh, for good rolling and then um uh um yeah when i went to europe and i signed with uh i, I don't want to go through all the details because no no bit, i don't um, want the details no just yeah, roughly no, no, no. i'm just saying i started out with one record label and ended up they were being crooked and so my people uh intervened and uh straightened that out and i went directly to so with sony yeah I, imagine walking into your record company this i can tell you this Walking into your record company, you meet the guy, hello, he's a little bit taller than you, he's German, and he just lies to you and lies to you and lies to you, and you look through your CD and go, who is this? 
oh, it's one of our artists. I thought I'd give them some free promotion on your CD. I'm like, going, oh, is that right? Eh? Okay. You know, you know, and I'm looking and I go through and it's, oh my God. Then I get to the back and it says Sony on there. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Yes, we got our foot in the door. You know, so from that point on, within three months, I I broke all ties and was with Sony because that was just horseshit. And pardon my language. I hope you don't mind. Gets me. I'm a Leo. You're a Leo, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> yes. Wow. <two> lions here. <laughs> Yeah. Meow. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm sorry. I keep it I'm real overtired. as I keep saying, right? Yeah, like I that's know. why it's, it's like I you know, that's why I call it like my show Soul to Soul Connections, because it's like that that connection yes. soul to soul, having that one on one conversation, right? You know, exactly. so so now and, and so honest Pat, and open. Yeah. 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 That's why I, I am apologizing real. too much. It's not my nature, but I'm just <laughs> it's a bit okay. crispy. It's okay. <laughs> so now if you of all people that have passed on or that is still alive, that's a musician, if you could play with one musician that is either passed on or alive. Who would that person be and why? Because I know you played with a uh, lot that of would be my, Yeah. That would be my best friend, Jeff Healy. I'd say probably. He was blind and he was 18 and he came. I was playing the Horseshoe in Toronto, Horseshoe uh, Club. And uh, Joe, little Joe Rockman and Tommy came up and said, Yeah, this is Jeff. He's 18 and he's a mother and he's blind, right? Is it okay if he gets up and plays with you guys? And we're like, hell yeah, sure, come on, you know. That's just when it all happened. So I rode through him with him through that whole thing. Colin James, same thing. And uh, you know, we, we all remain great friends. But I didn't get to be so big because I didn't sign those tricky contracts that you know. Yeah, we won't even go there. <laughs> so I own my music, and now we're going to be streaming it on Netflix, and, and my children and my children's children will have money, hopefully. So you play uh, the rock and the blues. Like for those people who don't know, your music is more like rock and the blues. Well, I'll tell you what. This new album that I'm putting out called Dream of Odin, I recorded it. Um, let's see. Uh, six or seven years ago and it is so uh appropriate for today's times like for what's happening now and, and yet it's very 70s prog i mean rush mm -hmm. king crimson bowie pink floyd it's a mix boston i mean there's a sort of a 70s motif to it i think yeah. A little bit of Zep in there, a little bit of, you know, it's all my influences. My my original influences, again, like the TV show, now I'm doing what I started out to do when I was seven, which was, I want to I want to make TV. And I studied film in uh, Sheridan College in uh, 76 and 77. Now I'm dating myself. And uh, I got my degree and everything. And then rock and roll just took me away, and the way I went and became famous on that. Now, full circle, I'm done with all that. Pandemic sort of finished that, 
and and living my dream by making this TV show and being in it and being real. Yeah. And showing the sensitive side to bikers, showing the family side to bikers, the hardworking people, the charitable bikers, the 99% of us, 99. Yeah. No disrespect to the 1%. They love my music. I know them all over the world. They were, we're, we're featuring uh, you, me, uh, you know, just anybody. Rich, rich characters, actually. Everybody so far has been a somebody went, You got to be on my show. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Like, in really characters, like, I can just shut up or try to shut up and they'll they'll <laughs> tell the story of this church or this yeah. statue or this bar or this whatever we, you know, whatever we're doing, the club, their club or their, mm-hmm. what they do for children. Or I got firefighter bikers and you asked me that question and that's what happened. I played, uh, okay, I finally am going to answer this. Editors, you can <laughs> cut to and remove and yeah, all the bollocks in the middle. Uh, Belgium, Harley Davidson Club, Kempen. These two crazy looking guys came up to me, Barry and Chris, Barry and Chris, and they were both fire firemen, fire chiefs, and they were like the president of Winden Fire Motorcycle Club, which is all firefighters and first responders. Um, a lot of uh, EP, uh, ETS and uh, ETS, EPS, EPS, and all these people. So we were like, you know, would you wear our colors for it to represent us? And I had just broken into Europe and they knew that I had already done uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse because I was an abused child, you know, and I, so I said, yeah, I'll wear the, for Dallas. But then it was all, went all political and I moved from Dallas to Europe and, you know, just sort of, I gave them back their colors, but I like to represent charitable uh, bikers, again, like I said, the good guys, so... So uh, they, so I wore their colors first for it was European representative. Basically, I just look out to the crowd and go, "Any firefighters out there in Germany or wherever?" And two hands come up or three or meet me after the show over there, you know. And that grew into uh, that album, "Wind and Fire," is um, still my favorite. And I recorded it in Thailand of all places in my one of my Buddhist retreats. And I did all the instruments, except for the female vocals, obviously. <laughs> and the uh, uh, I think there's a little bit of keyboards that I didn't do also. That was brilliant. But that whole wind and fire, everybody was telling me. And I was, I think it was my seventh album. Everybody said, yeah, Paul McCartney did his seventh album. He played all the instruments himself. Something, I'm, again, I've always dreamt of doing. So I did it, and it won awards. And it's my probably my favorite uh, biker-themed. It's for free on... Um, on all of them on all the uh platforms um itunes and you know just all of them spotify so you can get them for free there's a couple of my albums for free best the best of the blues blues is free i believe and a couple of my singles but now i'm just pitching i hope you don't mind you can cut me out (laughs) i mean we're gonna put your links like your your information will be below anyways right so people can take a look at it and such so now you also have a blog savage soul body mind blogs what like Uh, what is your blog i mean i've read your blog right like what what is your blog side of savage which is buddhist uh, white clothes white shoes living in nepal for six months every winter can't wait to get back there and uh usually helping orphanages or 
doing some kind of work, losing weight, walking up and down the hills all the time and hanging out in Buddhist temples and do a cleansing thing. In between the, hey, how you doing, rock and roll, biker, cruise around. <laughs> yeah, I took a selfie, man. You know, have a beer. Uh, then I go like, you know, yin-yang. The other half of the year, I'm like in Tibet or somewhere. I haven't been to Tibet yet. It's a little bit expensive. Nepal's really lovely. I like to go to Morocco. Um, I'm sort of tempted to go there now, but I, I know myself I'd want to stay and help people, but I, I can't do that right now. because Yeah, and they just had an earthquake too. Oh, yeah, I can't get away from the computer. I got this is on all the time. Three phones, yeah. two phones here. Yeah. So, and I, yep. so, like, how do you, how do you find peace? I mean, we all do it in our own way, but for you, how do you find peace? Well, these are prayer beads, more or less, okay? Buddhist. When I say I'm a Buddhist, I grew up as an altar boy from five years old. I was always in the choir. I was always up on a pedestal, somehow in church, not just in school. And I went to Catholic school. I just have to wipe my nose. I think I got water on it. <laughs> so I grew up um, in a spiritual environment um and then in my teenage years i wasn't so sure about anything and you know going through all this crazy stuff with my father and and uh found that um the kidney stones they said i would be dead by 21 i had kidney stones really bad and that was as a result of <laughs> uh my father beating us that's another whole chapter of the book that i'm writing and uh, and so i had these kidney stones my sister too were in the canadian history books as two of the youngest, uh, you know, kid, people who have kidney stones when they're 60, when they're, you know, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, when they've had a whole life stress and uh, you're very acidic all the time. So ours was definitely brought on by the, the belt across the back and the stress all the time. I get them when I'm stressed or when I ride across Europe all the way to Greece. I haven't had stones in like seven years. I took my white cloud, my bike, and I, you know, being Canadian and all. Hello. Somebody, maybe they're going out. I'm in an Airbnb. I hope I'm not being too loud. No, no, you're not. No. So, so what is? Here, so. Yeah. So, what? What is your yeah. definition of God? Um, we are. There's so many ways to put it. Like I said, mm -hmm. from the Bible, where did Jesus go when he disappeared in the desert? But your definition, yeah, well, your definition, because we all have our own perception. And the, the Buddhists, where he was taught how to walk on water, where he was taught they were doing that for a thousand years. And then there's the whole um, God being, you know, people drew them on walls and like aliens. They look like aliens, but they could have been saints or they could have been angels or they could have been combination of both but there's i've been uh, out of my body um seven or eight times now and um and we are spirits in the material world mm -hmm. so i do the best i have good karma and i do the best i can in every situation i do my best and um and i'm rising and i'm becoming more and more <laughs> ethereal and it's like if there's an opening happening i'm out i'm gone i'm sure of it into the light you know so if, I don't know if that, that defines your question, but no, of course. That, that's why <laughs> that we all like we question. all have our own perception, right? And there's no right sure, or wrong exactly. answer ever. Right? right. So if you could change mm -hmm. one thing in the world, only one thing in the world, what would it be? And why? 
Well, this war that's been raging next door to me, but that's only one war. There's, you know, now Hezbollah and all these people are getting, you know, they want Israel out of there. They've been squatting. And yeah, I don't get me started on all that. There's all yeah, kinds no. of other things that are, it's war and we've had yeah. it for 5,000 years. So is it going to stop? I doubt it. But uh, being next door to a nuclear uh, explosion, I don't think I'm going to really, it won't matter. I'm going to go to light anyway. So <laughs> turn <laughs> yeah. on the lights. Yeah, we'll find you but, out there uh, playing your guitar. Don't worry about these things. I don't worry about them. I don't yeah. preoccupy with yeah. them. I live my life in the moment. Zen, if you want to say Zen Buddhist, I, I don't like to say I'm a Buddhist because I'm an omnist. I, uh, I was in uh, filming in Jordan and uh, Ramadan came. And I just loved it so much. And I said, I'll stay. So my mate uh, who was drinking whiskey with me the day before, <laughs> and a lot of it, said, okay, that's it for a month. You know, they stop everything. And so I thought, you know what, I'll do the same. So I did. Uh, fasted every day. I lost a lot of weight and everything. It was really groovy. We did iftars in the evening. Um, a lot of stuff for children, orphan children, mostly Palestinian children that have been you know, made it over to Jordan because they were orphaned by their parents getting killed and whatever, <clears throat> murdered. And um, so um, what the heck was I going to say there? Uh, uh, yeah, so I read the Quran and it's like, hey, there's Moses. Hey, there's Jesus. And there's Jesus again. And there's Moses. And wait a second, it's a tree that goes like this. And the Catholics and the Protestants decided we're going to split up here and Long came Constantinople, and he didn't like this part of the Bible, so he tore it out, and then it went that way. And it's like a tree, right? But we're all from the same roots. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was deep. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. I'm going to edit that one out. I just have to. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, I can do impressions with it all, too. Yeah. I'll be quiet now. So now you're, you're also writing two major films for the UK. Like what? What is that about? Like, oh, the film scores. You mean? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm also the the dream career when I'm seventy, and all of this craziness has passed by. I mean, I sort of have a life plan, sort of, kind of, you know. We see where it goes, but uh, by the time I will be living in the Himalayas in the winter, winter here in the Western world um, and the Northern world, and then. Uh, you know, between Spain, Greece, you know, it depends how much money we can make on this thing. I want to give yeah. away a lot of money. I'm going to be helping charity all over the world, people who need it more than I do. So a good chunk of it will go to uh, helping people and especially my family you know, first and foremost and mm -hmm. our friends who are struggling as well. So, yeah, this isn't about money for me, not at all, or fame. I've been famous since I was five. Yeah. I think I had my, I think I had an, uh, my, I was going to say, ask my mom, but she's gone. But I believe my sister might, but don't bother her, but she might tell you that. Yeah. I think I was 12 and I had my uh, ego meltdown. Well, I'm a top model in Toronto. And I, I remember like in Leo and everything else. And I had like a, you know, break ego breakdown, whatever pissed everybody off. And everybody's like, Hey, you know what? Put me in my place. Then I discovered Buddhism. I discovered um, Herman Hesse's uh, book. Which years later, I gave to my daughter, Laura, one day after they went to a, a, Christian, a Christian camp for the, for the weekend. I've got my twins, and I'm like, okay, girls, so tell me about it. Tina's like, oh, Jesus loves me. She totally, you know, that's it. She absorbed it. She got into it. And Laura's like rolling her eyes going, eh, because she's like hyper intelligent like me. And I'm like, what do I do about this one? Okay, I see that, you know, 
So I get back to my library in Vancouver. I had this huge library, and I'm looking at the wall, and I'm like, and there it was, Herman Hess, uh, Siddhartha. It's a book for everybody to read, everyone in the world. And uh, it changed my life. That was the, just the beginning for me back in the day. That's why I had a wall full of books. Now her, she started with that one, and then she got into more and more and more. And next thing she's reaching, uh, reading Rosicrucians. She's reading yeah. uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead. She's reading, you know what I mean? The, yeah. said Dead Sea Scrolls. They're all saying the same thing. And that's what I've cut to is love, 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 mm -hmm. and, and be light and help just like the, the Ten Commandments, whatever. Pretty much the same message. The source, maybe different forms of the yeah. source. Tap definitely, you know, you can probably say more than this than I can, but um, <laughs> that's another show. Yeah, I've been I've been a very spiritual guy for a long time. That's why yeah. I'm still alive. They said I'd be dead at 21. I was like mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit of attitude and also uh, mm -hmm. belief in God, belief in uh, afterlife, belief in mm -hmm. goodness and and you know. I can stand in front of a Buddhist monk or hell's angel like this in front of them and not be afraid. You know, I'm just, there's another soul, another human being. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so like, what, what are you really, really grateful for? I mean, there, there could be like a hundred million things. It could be anything. Like, life, every breath. Yeah. I always say life in every breath, every cup of tea. It's uh it's just yeah, and being in the moment, I think then then life is full of richness. I have my days where I'm laying in bed and I don't want to get up, and I'm like, because I'm next door to the war in Greece now, I'm even closer, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's the same thing when I was in Jordan at that time at the end of Ramadan. I said, look, I have to take a break. I have to go. That was really cool, but there was a war raging next door in in next door in Syria, three hundred kilometers away, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, children, people being murdered, killed, and I'm like. I got to go. I can't sit next to this. I was like uh, vibing. I'm a very, uh, well, I don't want to nail it down as a psychic person, but I mean, I'm very, yeah. lately I'm like tuned in. <laughs> yeah. really tuned in. Yeah. I've been working on this path for many, many years, since the 70s. So I, I've sort of, I don't know what I'd call myself. Like I said, I'm an omnist, meaning I embrace it all. I embrace everything. You, yeah, thank you so much because you're oh. brilliant. I've read a bunch of your stuff. I'm Thank sort you. of dominated here, and I'm not going to apologize because we're both no. Leos, but <laughs> both cats. But I, I, you lead the way, and I will be quiet. Oh no, no, no worries. So, is there anybody like who really inspires you? Who you're like, you know what? That person is like a mentor to me. Like, you know, um, well, this more would be one a, person. Yeah, yeah, this would be a continuum. That started around the same time in the 70s at 18 or so when I started with the I'm okay, you're okay, Jet, Dr. Jess Lair. Started with the Bible and the, you know, psychology books, okay? And I'd gotten busted for marijuana, uh, like 35 kilos of it out in Chase, BC. <laughs> but it ended up in, I ended up in the Drumheller prison for two years. And so I read and I read and I studied and I had a couple outer body experiences and I, I just I did was spiritually awakening time. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a monastical experience for me, and yeah. it was a kind of a medium maximum. So all the guys coming down from Archambault in Montreal mm -hmm. or Edmonton Max were all 
just chilling out. They just wanted to get out, you know what I mean? So they didn't cause mm -hmm. any trouble. So always the young Indian guys or the young white guys get all drunk up on shitty booze and everything. Meanwhile, I'm just a little, 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 little eating guitar. Like <laughs> yeah. I got my grade nine music in two years. And yeah, so I, that saved my life actually in prison. So we mm -hmm. had a music workshop and we would say, how about that kid over there? Like, you know, instead of him going in there and being wrecked for life, we'll get him in here and get him on a guitar or whatever, see if he can do anything. One guy ended up just pushing broom for two years. Mouse, he was a little young. They would have just ate him up in the population. So we, we brought him in as our cleaning mouse, clean up, clean up the, uh, the music. Board. Anyways, mm -hmm. it's, I've been working on my book. <laughs> yeah no it's exciting so, it's exciting I'm you'll have to open i apologize yeah you'll have to let I me know been, i haven't been answering very directly and for this i, I have to uh, it's a conversation it's like a chat story sitting around down, it, right? having a chat having a coffee and having a chat so now what yeah. do you what do you want to be remembered for so if you were to pass away like this very second right what do you want to be remembered for like for what? Like, oh, I'll be in in another shape or form. Um, yeah, I yeah. Think so you pass away today. I'm a good person. That I've been a good guy. That I've been a fair guy. That I've been a generous guy. That I've been a, trying to follow uh, the right, always the white light path of you know, righteousness and goodness. And you, just, you know, the darkness is always showing to you and I. You're as a you're a reader, right? You do read people and stuff, and I yeah, did it. I had right, to stop because yeah. it spooked me out. You know? I uh, I had to stop it because um, yeah, I have enough of my own stuff to do that. I, yeah, but I can see through people, and I, even when I'm sitting, for example, here's an example, and I hope I don't go too long. I'll keep it short. Sitting in a German concert situation, or Dutch, or wherever, or somewhere anywhere in the world. We always have a table afterwards to sell our merchandise, our CDs, our posters. We sign boobs, we sign albums, we sign whatever, T-shirts, and take pictures and so on, selfies. Well, I've gotten to the point now where there's 100 people in the line, and I'll sit there and shake a hand. And it'll be like, ah, nice to meet you. Where are you from? I am always really quite open and friendly. And I speak a little bit of a little bit of a lot of languages, so I say a few things. And just be kind and say, what would you like? And whatever. And uh, sometimes it's like, um, bzz, you know, bzz, like, holy cow, you know, do you, do I know you? Uh, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, the mutual connection thing, it's only happened to that. Like most of the musicians on my uh, team, on my, our label, I met them in South Africa. I met them in Norway. I met them on the road and just went, this person's a freaking star and i don't mean like you know yeah. mold them into some fake thing but they're just a natural so our label is all natural and everybody's keeping 80 percent of their royalties and we're taking the 20 percent like a management fee whatever to take care of them and make sure their royalties are collected uh that's the good thing about netflix and everything is that you have the royalties you have your sponsors i can you know put on whatever i want i'm not gonna like this I'm doing this all for my daughters, for my twin daughters. Hi, Laura. Hi, Tina. <laughs> and uh, their daughters and their daughters, children and sons. And you know, however far we go, not, it's not for me. Yeah. Anyways. No, absolutely. That, yeah. That's wonderful. Well, we're about to wrap up here. And it, okay. it's been such a great, great pleasure, Pat. Like, I know you're really busy. 
right? And I'm, and I'm, well, I'm really I'm honored to be present here. Time. <laughs> I mean, we've been chatting on and off for yeah, quite some I've time. Been trying, I've been babbling a little bit, and I hope oh. we can work with it because it's all open I, I never, and you know, and people, I, you know, people have to be people. It's just be yourself, regardless of what. Yeah. You know, just, keep it real. That's the thing. Keep it real. Yeah. Just be yourself. That's the only thing that matters. Babble or no babble. Okay. It's irrelevant. I'm very tired right? after one week in England zooming around on yeah. the on the bloody tube and limos and taxis and just hustling. I had so much work to do there. Yeah. I've actually taken a few days here to just chill. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm still busy, but <laughs> I'm not yeah. running well, around exactly. busy. I'm online busy. Yes. Yeah. And you have to have that. You got a client or something coming up. So I appreciate this and please keep oh. in touch. Yes, of uh, course. I'll be doing a radio show myself soon. I did one before and I'm going to do it again. I studied broadcasting for two years and uh, got that radio voice. You know, Dan Aykroyd, I just love him, one of my heroes. He's up and from up in Kingston Way. And every time I'm there to visit him, I never say a word. I Believe it or not, I'm like, I just listen to him. Just free flow and aliens to uh, ancient history. To uh, He's just such a brilliant guy. I've got a towel off here. It's so hot in this place. It went Spain. It's 82 degrees here. Yes. Uh, that's uh, that's 42 or 40. Yeah, it's hot. And yeah. it's moist hot. And Greece is, but Greece is even hotter. We we filmed the episode just before it got hot. And then I'm like waiting now for Egypt to cool down because we're going to do Egypt, Morocco, and then we'll go to Nepal closer to the, you know, Christmas time. Yeah. So we'll have six episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I apologize for not being totally on. I'm really tired. I know. I it's good. And no, it would be perfect. It would be fine. Don't worry, my goodness sakes. Okay, cool. You know, it, no, I'm, I'm always, just yeah, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful, you know, that you took Thank the you. time too. Um, to I'm chat sorry. with me as well. And, you know, we'll put your information, of course, below and, and people can, you know, take a look and see all of your work and, and everything like that. And I want to thank everyone, of course, for watching another episode of Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. I'm your host, Jenny G. Cousins, and I'm wishing you all a day of much love and much light. And make sure that you're grateful for even the smallest things, the tiniest things, no matter what. So thanks again for everyone for watching. Make sure you've subscribed to my channel in order to see the content. I'm on a lot of different platforms. That's where you'll catch me. So from now, namaste everyone. And thank you again, Pat. I really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.